everyone? You're obviously confused and aroused. Podcast for no reason. Today we will be discussing Futurama Season 2, Episode 14, Mother's Day, with your host, Tommy Roulette. What's up? Pete Woodward. That's me. And I'm Rick Horchie. Joining us today is our special guest, Martin Snyder. How's it going? Things are good. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, being on the show. I'm glad, glad uh, to be well, here. An extra thanks for being on the show last minute. Oh, yeah. Like, we had a, we had a uh, guest booked for months, and they had to cancel unexpectedly, and you... you like a champ we're just like what do i need to listen to what do i need to watch let's do it i don't even like this show let's go <laughs> glad to help out it'll if i'm woefully inadequate then then you know what i know you're a good conversationalist <laughs> so that's really what's important that is my reputation i uh, almost didn't watch this episode um because i just almost forgot like i usually watch it on monday night and then uh, i had to waste my night going to tom's uh dad's stupid wake Oh, and, he wasn't uh, even there. Did, did you have the ashes there? No, no, no. I mean, so the whole thing was a sham. It's like go eat a roast beef sandwich in the basement and watch people cry. I thought about bringing them, but we didn't. He wants them spread, so I didn't. We didn't splurge for an actual urn, so they would have been in a cardboard box, and that would have just been weird. You could have gift wrapped it. It's Christmas. Oh my, oh my God! I didn't even think about that. That would have been awesome. Yeah. You could still I mean, do. I mean, not awesome. I mean, that's you could still do that, that for like the Christmas awesome. parties. Or for something. your Christmas card, you should um, just put some in a, like a little cellophane uh, baggie and send everybody. You know, no, I think that's like super illegal. Terrorist would do mailing um, deceased remains. Probably some kind of crime. <laughs> Is this right? oh, yeah, anthrax or so. my dad? Yes. This was how long ago? Uh, yesterday was the wake. Uh, my dad passed away like a month ago, and then like two months ago, his. Oh, father uh, passed away. Yeah, I heard about that. Sorry to hear and that. And so we just have been making inappropriate jokes about it. I, I mean, actually, what else can you do? They're I, just called jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We can make this a, a dad morning podcast or something. Because <laughs> my father died 10 years ago, and I deposited some part of his ashes at Wimbledon, where they play tennis. Oh, oh yeah? Really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you do it at Serena Williams? Like, like secretly? <laughs> uh, it was secretly. I had to do it stealth. Yeah, they're I, all... I wrote them an email like from New York. I knew we'd be passing through and like uh, a few weeks later and asked them for permission, and they wrote back in a very British way and said, no, that's not going to happen. We, we get no permission. <laughs> so... We'd already put some ashes. We'd buried some ashes in the in the graveyard, and I brought some on the plane, like in my suitcase. Oh God! On the way to Austria, and we had a my mom and I had a week in London or so, and I made a point of going. My father was a huge tennis fan, so I took the tour. I paid money to take the tour <laughs> in, in like late November. It was cold and rainy, and I like had uh, 15 minutes to kill before like the tour began and yeah. I was on my own. Nobody, nobody's monitoring me or anything. Did you try to like play up the part and you had like a little flag that said <laughs> you know, like a shirt and stuff? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just totally into this. Cough and blow the dust <laughs> out or something. What I actually did was I saw a green, like a big green field of grass with like, it was set lower than the surface I was on. Like there was a huge hedge yeah. that I could like have walked on. They have a like, lot of those in the UK. It was, everything was set below me and I just, looked around and took my bag and like dumped it all out and it was kind of like <laughs> Lebowski or something like that and um it, but the really funny thing is I took the tour and at the very end of the tour we walked by and the this like very bland like 
expanse of grass that you would never think anything of. The tour guide was like, oh, and here we have courts 14, 15, 16, 17. Like, they turned those into courts. Like, I, my father's ashes are on this court. Like, you uh, showed that's, a, them. that's a very touching story, but uh, these microphones are actually going to a van park outside. Uh, for I knew it. Send the authorities in. <laughs> That's the whole reason the why we set up this, this, this tennis thing. The U.S. Tennis Association. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they come in and, and in their holsters, they have tennis ra- rackets and pull them out. And <laughs> that would be. How would that work? I don't. I I can't engineer the holster right now. Sorry, I don't know how that would work. Well, it because just, the, the I didn't have time look, to think of that end while of I was ten- making that. The end of the tennis racket would be bigger, <laughs> so it's not like you could. It's Bender's it. chest cavity inside the holster. Fair enough. <clears throat> so. uh the, I, uh, once again, stymied by the jumbotron, uh, the heat will turn off in a second. It's on a little bit of a delay. That's that <gasps> noise you're hearing. Oh, Sorry, I thought I was people. leaking. It's like 15 <laughs> degrees outside. Um, it was like a bunch of old men yelling and pointing, like burning a witch or something, but you didn't get to see what it was. They were just like, ah, what's this one called? It's called Bad King Cole. Bad King Cole. I'm sorry, no. It's called Bold King Cole. Bold King Cole. Bold King Cole from 1936. It was color. I mean, they're usually uh, black and white. So I think that was unusual that it was in color, but it you know, it was faded because it's, what, 20, not 20, like 100-some years old, right? Yeah, I didn't look it up at all. I didn't know anything about it. Just something about a king. I didn't, Cole yeah. was bold in his manner. I didn't. Martin, did you notice the cartoon at the beginning? I did not. The credits. Yeah, most people don't because it's not anything worth worth note or uh, worth talking about. No, it it in is the hour because that we have to do so, this. I mean, it's usually almost to a fault. Just um, you know, weird public domain cartoons. Got it. That equates to the couch gag on The Simpsons. Right. It doesn't have right. to do with anything. It's just a thing. But more often than not, when you see like a context-free five-second clip of a Felix the Cat cartoon. It looks like somebody took some real bad drugs <laughs> and, you know, had it scoped out in their brain or something. Like, it's just it's mm-hmm. a lot of really surreal stuff. Um, and it's also, you know, they're usually named something weird, like Coco, Needles the Boss. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the uh, one. The clown that got attacked by the human hand. The rotoscope. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm acknowledging that, too. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I, that's that's all. It's it's just I feel like it's I think important should, to bring up. You'll we, notice I stopped talking about the cold opens. But yes, and I'm glad. Um, <laughs> I don't until know. Until one kind of just up. did, and you th- th- this was almost the first time. So really, you haven't stopped talking about it. <laughs> no, it's 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 beautiful. And I want to take a poll now whether or not we should ever talk about the opening cartoon again because <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing about it. I can tell you what the results of that poll will be. I don't care. (laughs) I will keep looking it up, and then we can just have the one thing where I just say, cartoon, blah, 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 the year, and then we move on because no one notices it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not a fair test case because I hardly know the show at all. This is my dirty little secret. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. Either way, yeah, like uh, you're you're checking out an episode, you didn't notice because not something that you would look for. But I I guess if you are watching, you know, a lot of them. So I'm assuming they, unlike the couch gag, they don't draw as much attention to it. Like it's very subtle. Yeah, it's really even for for fans. Also very short, too. It's very short. The Planet Express ship crashes into it at the end of the title sequence. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, as it's approaching, you see some fucked up thing. And, and then, then it changes to the executive producers, and then they crash. Like, it's not even, mm-hmm. it's so quick. And then there's always the tagline at the beginning when they have the logo on there. 
and I most people notice that. Right. Have you watched a lot of Futurama? Not much. Um, I would say it's probably single digits, like in numbers of episodes I've seen. Um, about a year ago, I saw one. Less than five? Maybe about five. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, of course, I know what it is. I know what the Simpsons universe is, and I know what Futurama is. Mm. But uh, the about a year ago, I watched one that had made some list of like the greatest episodes of all TV oh, okay, of all yeah. time. Was you it know? the one about Fry's dog? Yes. That's oh. That so it's very good. Like, is that is that before the one we watched today or after? It's after. It's after. Okay. It's it's a meme that's come up a bunch recently. So it got so basically like the world at large has selected this as like the best one, and it's getting it's getting its momentum. As Definitely like, resonates you know, with with fans the most. Like that episode, just it's got because, an emotional core yeah, to it. Yeah. Like yeah, and it's, it's some narrative kind of hit the sweet spot. It's Ambition. like season eight of The Simpsons or something, where it really right. kind of it's firing on all cylinders. It's, season eight, four through seven, <laughs> earlier three yeah. through three through eight maybe. Eight still you, in the vein. Okay. We we frequently digress into Simpsons talk, uh, not real deep, but it's it's frequent, and I would say that yes, like seasons four through about ten were the golden age, but there was an apex probably around ten. Whatever season had twenty two short films about Springsfield, that's the best season of The Simpsons. Okay, with with that perhaps being the best episode, right? But uh, we don't need to argue. I don't know what mine would be. I won't argue. That's uh, an amazing episode. Yeah. That season is amazing. So, I don't have a favorite. So. so as far as my Futurama consumption goes, like my main trait as far as this podcast goes is that I'm old. I'm in my 40s. Like I was I've I've like remember when there was no just no such thing as The Simpsons. Like I remember. Yeah. Reading Matt Groening Life in Hell. Mm-hmm. And in the back like the of the alt week. That was like the only thing on his resume was that, you know, like. And that I, was like a solid career. Like he was a he was nationally amazing. syndicated he was, cartoonist. Yeah, I mean, I graduated high school in 1988. Mm-hmm. Like Nirvana had not formed yet. Yep. Like this is a long yeah. time ago, you know. And the um, and I remember I actually brought them with me. I can show you guys later on. Like uh, if you don't <laughs> have those Life in Hell books, like they're amazing. Yeah. And like the ones that I brought, I bought in like 1985. Probably. I used like, to flip through them at the comic shop when I was a kid, but I never bought any of them. They're, probably they're didn't amazing. understand them. I mean, honestly, like a lot of it is. Oh, as it's a kid, for, I know I didn't. Adults. I can yeah. tell you, I don't remember. I, I, rem- I remember looking at them going, and not buying them because I'm like, right. oh, that's neat. I don't know what, I don't get this. I you was know. like probably 15, 16, and I was just learning about like super dark, like super, super cynical, like just black humor. And mm. like, so I'm reading these things, and it's like all the jokes are like, right, an office is like a cubicle, and that's where you just want to commit suicide <laughs> because everything sucks. And like, that's Matt <laughs> Greening's humor, right? At that time, it still kind of is. So for me, like Simpsons, The Simpsons, as great as it is, yeah. is almost a sellout move. Like it's so it's okay. It's for mass consumption. Like I was there in the punk years when he was really breaking shit. When he was angry. I mean? Like yeah, you know. So yeah, The Simpsons doesn't represent what he was doing before. It's not purely you know, his vision. I mean, other people are involved. You know, other or even people, represent what he was doing know. on the um, Tracy Ullman show. You know, like, right? That's right. It changed a lot. It was a great. It was a brilliant move to like take his stuff and put it out. You know, to a mass audience. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I'm coming at it from like. I was in college when Bart Mania hit, like when when it like really really hit. I'm a couple years younger than you, <laughs> right? But I I mean I'm I'm okay. well within that same time frame. Like right. I think we we maybe have an Olympiad between us, <laughs> right? So exactly. exactly. I was I was out of college, and his name is Usain Bolt. Yes, <laughs> uh, I I was out of college when the show started by a couple years when Futurama started. So I, you know I, oh I, Futurama right, right? I certainly had you know better or more illicit things to do at that point but these guys are both in high school so there, there is there's still that spread 
but uh, my my history was I had watched it early on, more or less regularly, because I'd be watching The Simpsons, but, you know, it tapered off, and then I never really came back to it. So this has been a relearning experience. I have friends. I mean, I'm, I'm originally from New York, um, and I have friends in New York who would tell me, like, Futurama is better than The Simpsons. Like, you should be watching Futurama. Like, so it's when you told me about this project, I was like, that makes total sense. Like, but I'm that sure sounds like a total yeah, New you, York you, thing, you've too. Heard, uh, um, you, you've had enough uh, friends, and you've seen it pop up on, right. on things, you know, like, oh, yeah, this, it, it's understandable that this is a fan favorite for a lot of people. Like, 100%. Yeah. And and it's, I'm sorry. I think the, um, like, the fact that it got canceled, like it had a really strong run for a couple of years and got canceled, I think it's almost like, it's almost like uh, the, the the Simpsons audience was like spoiled, like they were just took it for granted. Like, okay, there's yeah. a spinoff. Like, what is this? Do we like it? Maybe we'll decide. And but it was actually an awesome show. But it, like, people were just like too complacent or something. I, you know? I think like, they they pull the news radio with it too, where it was like, when yeah. is it on again? I uh, see. I'm you not know? aware of that. I'm, I'm not surprised. It, but like, it yeah. jumped around. I think it aired on Sundays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, Fridays. Oh yeah, it jumped go. all around. I mean, it was definitely a good enough where multiple episodes won emmys so like wow it's not just a silly cartoon show that was the rating jumped around too but they jumped up they jumped up and then they jumped down yeah there's like a handful of episodes that won nobody no i think it's jump up up and get down oh fuck oh you messed it up (laughs) but uh what was it oh yeah multiple episodes won either for the over like a- animated comedy or for like what was the one episode that we watched for color they won an emmy for oh, yeah, color yeah, yeah. and things like that so yeah it was blue a- right that was the color <laughs> i think it was more of a turquoise well i mean t- it, okay it, uh it is interesting and this this episode unfortunately didn't really have it but throughout the series there are a peppering of really gorgeous CGI effects, which were, I mean, at that point, relatively pioneering. Like, there's, there's been some specific sequences in certain episodes. You're like, that looks really cool, especially comparative to what was going on at the time. Right. Now it's like you can, you know, send a text message with basically the same effect as the stink bombs from Big Hunk of Garbage, you know. But then there's this episode, which mostly relies on lines. It's all the writing in this episode. There's nothing like... I mean, there's a few background gags in this episode that you notice or whatever, but it's most. All my notes have like just lines that characters have said that I thought was funny. Like, there was nothing else. It's a good episode. I really liked this episode. I thought it was really solid. I mean, there's there's a lot of world building going on, so it's kind of interesting for you to come in and hit probably a half dozen recurring characters outside of the. You have Morbo and Linda. I was curious about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're the news team. So right, so they had. There's a gag involving them. They're getting held up by the uh, news cameras, right? Yeah, yeah. They, well, and they've been like in, outside the studio. I think we've seen them three or four times so far. Okay. Mom is a recurring character. Her was, three that was my sons next question. Mom and her, all three, her three of her sons, children. Yeah. And uh, one of them sounds like Vincent Price. Yeah. Oh, and um, Maurice LaMarche. He uh, used to do. Um, I'm sure you know what. I'm sure at some point he's done Vincent Price on on something. But he yeah. used to do. Uh, um, I, uh, 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 Citizen Kane, Orson, Orson Welles, Wells. yeah, uh, the peas, the peas, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that the critic? Was it? Um, I think so. He he was just on the Kevin Pollak chat show. Like, oh yeah, last oh week, really? And he talks at length. Apparently, he can do that whole Orson Welles like commercial, including the director's voice, who's a British. Was he guy, doing it on the show? By heart, 
Like, oh, that's awesome. He could do it when he was 15. Like, he knew it uh, by heart. When they're yelling like, about the, the... I gotta check that out. He's, he's criticizing the script, and, like, it's, you know, yeah, it's brilliant. Those are... Uh, but that, well, last week must have been, like, voiceover, because Billy West brain. was on WTF last week, too. Oh, I missed that one. Okay. Oh, so, Billy West was on Marin, too. I haven't listened to it yet. But, yeah, uh, it was it was good, texted, but, uh, I mean, Jason it's... Jason Molinari texted me about that. It, uh... I think what happens whenever you have any of those guys on is it becomes like an impression parade, whether it's for fun or not. Um, you, what, you definitely heard some like off-camera laughter, like the crew was laughing. Uh, and yeah, stuff yeah saying. it's nice. not that common. Like it, so. it's, it's kind of. Now you have with uh, everything filmable, you know, in your pocket and everything. Like those kind of of gaffes and weird moments kind of leak out all the time, but. Back at that point, like when, when the Orson Welles footage came out, like in the late 70s through like the mid 80s, my dad owned a recording studio. He worked in advertising and they'd wow. make music for commercials and stuff. Um, and all of the engineers at these recording studios would swap tapes. I mean, it was it was like people trading phony phone call tapes and stuff. You know, it was just you'd, you'd have like your zine or you'd have your kind of go, oh, I got this one. And so they had that stuff. They had um, they had done some commercials with Sammy Davis Jr. towards the end when he had wow. like a line of mustard. He was <laughs> working with them here, and then there was this other one where um, they were handling the ads for the local Kentucky Fried Chicken mm-hmm. thing, and they brought the Colonel in to do some voiceovers. Amazing, and he was like nine hundred percent. It was the real Colonel. Not the robot Colonel. No, it was it was not Norm McDonald. It was not Daryl Hammond. This was Colonel Harlan Sanders from <laughs> wherever the fuck Kentucky. And he was just batshit crazy. So they got the ads, but it was like a four hour session and they'd just have to like they'd get a, half a line. And then he'd ramble off on something and cut it. Like those tapes hopefully have to be blue. around somewhere. I'm, I'm hopefully he's like saying racist things or something like I'm that. Sure. That would be amazing. I'm sure. I mean and that's like I wish those tapes could serve us. And, and I mean, in full disclosure, I haven't looked on the internet because maybe they're out there. <laughs> they like might everything be. Everything else is. You know, they're doing like Longmont Potion ca- Castle, like vinyl retrospective <laughs> box sets now. So who knows what all's out there? Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, Morbo and Linda, they kind of start the episode off. That's right. Uh, Morbo learns of humans' weak knees mm-hmm. and how <laughs> it's a good, it's like, we'll, we'll remember this to, when we come back. And then I didn't realize, I guess I guess they said this before, but mom's company has is basically responsible for every robot in the world. Yes. Yeah, that's it, new information for this episode. It did seem yeah. that way, yeah. Yeah. That is true. Uh like all the robots that you know, basically the professor was the creation of it. Like he invented, he that. invented all, including like the toasters and the surly coffee machine and all and, of those things. You know, the episode that's uh, we recorded a few weeks ago, um, the first robot to qualify for a boat loan. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's got a pretty storied past. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, no, I mean yes, that is a big thing in the Futurama is that Momcore and. The professor are the reason why the robots are the who they are and like why there's so many of them and but how so so they are responsible for the bending units. They're responsible for the preacher bot. They're responsible for the robot devil. Mm-hmm. They're responsible for the uh, various uh, Tinny Tim. Yeah, that's what we're uh, 
The Crushinator? The Crushinator, the coffee maker, the garbage disposal, the... Yes, everything. The candlestick maker. It's a monopoly. Uh, Apparently. A (laughs) monopoly. Is that... Did you just make that up? That might come up somewhere in this... (laughs) Later on. Okay. You know what? If it does, let's just say that you... Well played, Tom. But I just thought of that at the top of my head right now, but it might have been buried somewhere. But... (laughs) How many times has mom popped up before this episode? I think really just once. Just once. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of could be a good gag where it's like they're doing Mother's Day and then you learn watching the show there's a thing called Mom Corp. Some audience members have seen this character before. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and in her previous appearance, she was trying to, there was one remaining can of anchovies from the, the 20th century. And she was trying to purchase that because it was the only oil that could be used as like a never-ending supply of oil for robots and she manufactures the oil for robots so i thought that was her whole racket was like the service and aftermarket care of these robots but she's actually building them and then then for yeah, wait till you, you find out she also you watch what do, what do, <laughs> why are we going on about this for so we're long? talking about the um fish full of dollars yeah no uh, no i mean uh yeah wait i know that why yeah, I know what okay. we're talking about. Why are we going I've, on I've about what? No, because about mom. Yes, mom makes the robots. No, End of conversation. I, I, I don't understand it. No, I and feel like also we've about this for an hour. And also the oil and to a, lubricate and those a bunch robots. of others. That's, that's what I'm saying. Because Martin doesn't have the benefit of having watched the previous episode, so I was laying Check that out. Check this out. Mom's company makes all the robots. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so what about the oil? Horchie? Horchie? And the other what about the goddamn oil? And what about the, the, oil? the oil? Does she make <laughs> anything she a, else? She has a delivery service. And a delivery service. And other stuff we find out so, in other episodes. Is she Montgomery Burns? Is she like a... Oh, yeah. Like, she's she, definitely, she controls that is, almost everything. I never even made that comparison, but she is the Montgomery right. Burns right. of that universe. And this, sure. But is point, she as this sinister? Episode if the Earth or the, the galaxy was, was um, uh, Springfield, yeah, she would right. totally be the... Yeah. Ah. Um, I like when Morbo... You know, makes that crack about the knees. Yeah, and then uh, you know, does his like uh, uh, villain laugh, and then there's a, just a quick little pause as he's tapering off, and then she does like the newscaster, like ha ha ha. <laughs> and I, I, just, I it's just one of those things I never noticed watching that before. Um, them playing on just the cheesy like you know, um, evening news you know uh, behavior, and uh, I don't know. Somebody else say something now. <laughs> this originates from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I did like all the, Solid I mean, gag. not especially, but all the little, all the little goofy gags of the different robots, and like it's, it's like Futurama, um, yeah, not in every episode, and not that they, um, that they always hit all of these, and some of them heavily in some episodes, and not as much as in, in others, but uh, you know, like this one had a lot of the the little like like cutesy sight gags with the robots um they'll do that when they when they have the opportunity to sometimes an episode will have a whole lot of like like somebody was saying earlier about uh having a lot of like background you know little jokes <clears throat> sometimes it'll just be like future puns or sci-fi or and this is one of those that like they had the opportunity to you know here's a robot that does this well what if it was doing this haha and like it's you know i, I liked it it's much more about the robots than about like the fact that a thousand years have passed like yeah that's oh not yeah, the, yeah that's yeah. not the gag in this one the yeah. gags of robots yeah, yeah. I was actually, I, I guess it comes up a little later, so I had a What, Fry a talking about the robots? How we, no, the, how coffee, didn't, the coffee machine, I, but we'll, we'll get to that later. So when Bender starts getting all mushy about Mom, like everybody gets mortified about his actual emotions. Has he not expressed those before? Except when he got the chip implanted in him to find Nibbler in the sewer. But then it turned out that the chip wasn't working. It was working at twice the capacity, I believe. Yeah, that was the, the joke. <laughs> 
See, Bender, <laughs> Bender's this character. I mean, I know you've only watched um, twenty-seven. Yeah, of these, but you know, he's kind of a jerk. He doesn't have emotions really, not except for you know, like selfish, mean emotions. And well, um, when you got to see, I get that leads into the next thing when they go to the uh, robot history museum. And you get to see inside a bending unit's eyes, and mm. it's just like theft target, theft target, <laughs> rube, uh, you know Al- that alcohol content. Yeah, that that was. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the robot museum of history was very much like the American Museum of Natural History in mm-hmm. New York. Like having just gone there, it even looked like some of the interiors <laughs> they kind of aped ah, okay. what those things are, like the sort of the double decker dioramas and things. Yeah. Um, but the, all the little bits and pieces they put in there was uh, it was a nice touch that they just kind of went in there to kill some time, learn about things. Do you that think, was another one with like, oh, look at this, you know. Do you think the museum was free to visit on Mother's Day? Um, for robots, only robots, probably. No, didn't Bender say you have to pay? You're yeah. paying. All right, I didn't catch that. But yeah, I, he was I, like, uh, he's like, oh, if you insist, you're paying or, or oh, okay. All right. You'd think they do like a holiday promotion, though. Like they do. I mean, aren't there other museums that are like, hey, it's. Uh, you know what? I bet Mom Corpo owns the Natural History <laughs> Museum there. I'm sure she does. She wants to make a profit. But how is she going to make a profit? <laughs> She's. I'm trying to figure out her whole Grinding gifts into a hocus pocus cure for cancer. She's going to make money any way she can. Oh, I. Um, you're from New York, Martin. Yep. I, I've, I've never been there, but uh, there's. There's a lot of, because it, 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 uh, in the episode they're 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 setting a new New York, you know. And I I did. I don't know if you've that. seen it's a wonderful shot. In the couple um, uh, episodes you've seen, if if that's ever there's a couple. There's one where it's uh, uh, they go to old New York, and then uh-huh. there's um, I don't know. Anyways, what the point I was gonna say was we should have you back for an episode where it's oh, okay. uh, like some kind of Tom. You you, you can be the expert on f- figuring out which episodes would be a good uh, you know New have York. You or even new looked, new York have or you even looked heavy. at the spreadsheet? It's probably on there already. What? Uh, Does, what episodes? No, they're all on there. I thought I thought the spreadsheet had all the episodes. Well, up to a point. No, we're only up to like season oh. three right now that we're booking. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. hasn't looked at it. We're waiting to be canceled or a cease and desist letter <laughs> sent to us. I mean, or like, like by, uh, by uh, the um, Americans for decency and 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 good podcasting. Not even Futurama. Just like. <clears throat> just people just hate that hate the podcast, uh, you know. I don't even think the people that like the podcast are that enthusiastic about it. I mean, to put that much effort into they into won't it. even put the effort into write iTunes reviews. Twenty three of you have, we really appreciate it. But that's twenty three more than I would expect. So. But that's like twenty four thousand nine hundred and some, uh, you know, other people <laughs> that haven't. So I forty five percent of our. Forty-five percent of our listeners are using our podcast to torture a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, do you want the waterboard or the slurmcast? And invariably, it's like I no. They beg waterboard. For the waterboard. <laughs> I know what that is at least. It's on it. It's on in the line at BMPs across America. Well, you, you're uh, given headset. You have to listen to this while you're waiting in line to get your driver's license. Has that gotten sorted out? Uh, yesterday. Hey, I was, congratulations. I had to like hide my enthusiasm when I got to uh, the wake because I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I had to, um, dancing in. <laughs> I had to re register uh, my vehicle in Ohio okay. and, um, my birthday. The plates expired last Saturday. And, um, I started this process a month, well, about three weeks before my birthday. 
and it was like every time I went in, it was this whole rigmarole of, um, uh, all right, I, I, I went, I got these two documents. They're like, well, now you need oh, the, this no. and this, and it'll take three weeks to get here or whatever. And I'm but like, you went up there, I mean, like I, seven like or eight, eight times, times like, oh to, my the, God. to all the BMVs in Northeast that's, Ohio. That's and it was like, maybe yeah. this one will be less shitty. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, yesterday, uh, I got everything taken care of. Like, and um, yeah, it's a huge relief. I was like, I was way more stressed about it than than I probably needed to be. But like that kind of stuff, like you know that snowball effect of like, oh, this happened, whether it was my fault or not. You know, like for once it wasn't because I actually didn't wait till like the day before my birthday. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. it's frustrating. And then this happens, and then then you get pulled over, and then you get a ticket for this, and right. then to do the ticket you have or for this thing it leads to and this why do you have like a, a box whole... of ashes in the back of the car <laughs> <laughs> i need to take them to wimbledon <laughs> well, are you a communist i don't know <laughs> i wanted to ask about the exhaust fumes from the robots because to this point other yeah. than bender smoking cigars it didn't seem like i feel like that's the first time they bring it up it comes it's there's a whole episode about it later is there yeah um it seems like it's it as like a quick little gag of them walking through it it seems like um like it didn't make sense, and it was kind of like, oh, really? What kind of thousand years in the future is that that the robots are giving off? Uh, <laughs> fossil there, fuels? Were there any seen... deleted scenes or anything about that? No, nothing on this. So wait, this is a big. There's a big reveal later on about the exhaust fumes because to me it seemed like a pretty garden variety fart joke. It was. Oh yeah, joke. that's all it was. But and you know what? And it could have been just that. I don't. I who knows? Probably. I'm sure the writers didn't have that oh, no, intention. Yeah. But then again, there are some, you know, shows where some, uh, th- actually this one has this. Well, the, the reason I, I, I say it's possible that they might've had this like uh, clanking around on a board somewhere of ideas uh, is that there are, and we've already seen it um, so far, there's episodes where they uh, shot or you know, animated something and had like two characters in a background that you don't meet until a oh, season wow. or two oh, later. Oh, like Leela's parents? Yeah, and you know other little things like that. Um, the first episode has a shadow in it that comes into play like four or five years later wow. that you find out. So, I love that so stuff. Th- that's when something like this comes up, it's like, oh, that might have been just that joke, and then a year later it's or like two a years preemptive later, they're writing the episode like, oh, hey, weren't they giving off exhaust? Let's do an episode about that or whatever, but who knows, you know, like it's, which is neat. That's, that's the kind of stuff that definitely uh, makes me appreciate the writing behind the show a lot. I like it. I feel like... You only give them the writers and everything, like the fact that they only think week to week for writing an episode, like they're not going to get. I think that's most of it. I mean, some of the stuff that they might grab, they might think of like in season two, they might think back without planning it and be like, why don't we grab those weird characters in the back and do something with them? I mean, some of it could be that. You know, it's probably uh, a whole mashup of all that. I mean, I I like to think like that they have this whole vision of this entire universe and that's they have like characters in mind what they want to develop and how they do things and that's how they, they write. might and they might but, you know they, they might have um those ideas and that you know they 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 have them somewhere and they hold on to them some of them might be just possible i'm, I'm sure that's part of the process with uh battlestar like that was a show where i was like um with, you know with the reboot i was like mm-hmm. oh Everything that happened to this was was written by um, this group of uh, just godlike writers that you know, and then you find out in like the the extra commentary and all the stuff that they were like, well, you know, we didn't know when we wrote that this character dies. We were like, what do we do? We kind of needed him. Let's bring him back, you know, this way or whatever. And like, what the fuck? Are you guys just throwing ideas at the wall? And I thought it was what like, if we replace coming from with, on high? Like, what I if mean, we replace him with Jimmy Smith's. That's that how, always works. <laughs> that's how Lost was written. That's so, how Lost I mean, was written. And, and, and I haven't watched it, but at the end, didn't they just yeah. say fuck it and just? Yeah, yeah, they did. 
yes, I think that there is probably a duality of breaking a long-term story arc versus some of those long-running gags that they kind of keep in their pocket because at the same time, they didn't, you know, a lot of this was written for short resolution because they kept getting canceled or threatened with cancellation. Mm -hmm. Also, the first run of this show was like pre-Sopranos. Like, they were, this is a sitcom. You, you, yeah. you write episodic stuff. Like, you, you know, the Simpsons family never really changes, you know? Yeah, like, there wasn't, you know, like, unless it was circumstance, like a, a voice actor dying or something like exactly. that, it wasn't, you know, or... Get, getting fired or leaving or whatever. I mean, like, and like the Simpsons never serialized anything really. No, yeah. they you kept know? rebooting like, oh yeah, story like a like origin stories. Yeah. as the years went on. So this just this accreted things over the years that became like long term character I mean, development. But and so did Futurama. Like they ended up right. redoing. Yeah, they sure did. Like in in the uh, when when it came back um, after the cancellation, and like that it bothers me. Like you know I. I, I, I held them up to a higher uh, standard than that. Uh, um, if, for example, uh, this episode, um, Bender holds up a, uh, or he sends mom the card that uh, oh the, the picture of myself when I was a month old, and it's yeah. you know it's it the joke is he looks the same, he's smoking a cigar or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, they hit on that a couple times where you see him you uh, when he's manufactured, you know when he's born, um, and you know it's him and whatever and beer and cigar and et cetera. And then they do this episode, and we're, we won't talk about it, but uh, where they have him as like a baby robot, and there's this whole thing. But it's on the later, it's in the... the well, the, and hang on. He showed a picture of his actual mother before, and she was just like a big crane. He was... So... When they show him being manufactured, well, he's right. going so through an uh, assembly line. So yeah, How does makes the sense. chain of lineage work? If mom... <laughs> oh, if that was his mom, if and then mom he mom is the mom, mom, but then he has the mom... But she's the corporate mom. That's the whole point of the episode, right? This is a big... Corporate, so she's like, like the Uber like mom. Scam, equating it right? to human family, like how would you? Right. I'm trying to think of if you, I'm, I'm just like, uh, um, like how would he think of those two moms? Would it be like, like if you were really rich and you were raised by like a nanny, that would be your mom, but then you have your more real like mom. Santa Claus, or like, or like a combination of Santa Claus and like Steve Jobs, right? Yeah, like not. There's no. There's no sense of like the mom is just like a metaphor, but it's like a strong one. Like Santa's yeah. like looking out for us or something like that. You know, like I don't know. But what? How many robots are actually made out of wax? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the only the janitor at the wax robot museum because I've never even cranky. seen that before. Very cranky. Yeah. Well, I think you're trying to say that a bit. robot made of wax can't stand here with a mop. Sleep standing up. Sleep standing up. <laughs> Am I understand, Pete, that you're watching these for the first time? Uh, you know More, what? Mostly, like... At best. <laughs> at best, right. I'm watching them for the first time in about 17 years. Got it. So you're, you're, you're coming in a little colder. There's some... You're not as up on the lineage and all that stuff. Well, like, at, all the plots and at this point, I mean, I've gone... This is our 27th episode of this show, so I've watched 27 of these episodes, and there have been a good number of them is like i remember seeing this got it maybe a few times um but it it you know it's been several years got it i can't i can't even watch all the current release stuff that i want to see much less like go back and revisit it and i'm not trying to impress young ladies when i have them over at my place or whatever with like these vintage cartoon shows why are you looking at horchie like that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just uh you know, I, I've been enjoying it, but I also kind of look at it from a, uh, a 
more critical perspective. And also, but you're learning. You're you're you're, you're catching up a little bit. I mean, yeah, you're, there's go along, there's stuff that they know because they've watched right, these right. later episodes. I'm like, well, what about this? And they go, yeah, I just give it a season and a half, and we'll get there. Well, I have to say, as, as somebody coming in cold, I've, I was pleasantly surprised at the writing of this episode. I thought it was right there with Simpsons, if not better. Like it was just. You know, my I watched it alone in my living room, like, and my my test on this kind of thing is like, did I laugh out loud when that yeah. thing yeah. happened? Yeah, mm-hmm. even though there's not like a social element of other people being in the room and enjoying yeah. it with me, yeah. I did several. What times. What was the I've, first thing you laughed out loud at? Um, it was the one, jumbotron, right? It was the jumbotron. No, no, no. <laughs> the first gag I really liked was the. Um, it's such a simple joke, but the um, the little bus that lands in front of the gate and then walks and in. Walks <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a smart. That's what I'm saying. All those just little, a yeah, nice I, joke. I, like yeah. I really love the little uh, the little British uh, robot that saved his pennies and like Tinny then Tim. died. Like that's a, that's a recurring when, character. When is yeah. when is uh, <laughs> his present got crushed and then he got crushed and was just like oh damn. by the crushinator. Yeah, the <laughs> they literally. Are there a lot of the robots that show up? I'd say. I mean. Maybe twenty percent of them, whatever, are reoccurring robots too. So it's and like this, it's okay. a lot of it is okay. like, oh, there's so and so. There's this one from Got that it. episode. This you know. episode has almost every single robot we've seen robot up, to point. up to this point. Yeah, especially it, in the wide like, shots you'd see. Yeah, in the background. Like, actually, come to think of it, the uh, the original joke about like this emanates from my heart or whatever. Like that's a, that yeah. I laughed out loud. His name is Destructor. That's, you uh, know who we didn't see? Who? Calculon. Oh yeah, no, he's in that statue. Is he? Yeah, um, oh. when they're at the um, the wax mu- or the museum, uh, oh, it's okay. him and he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not actually in it, but there's there, he's you know he's, he's represented. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this episode not like well, I don't know. I guess I mean because there's the like pizza the world building, um, and I mean there is a you know there there is a story going in in those three acts or whatever, um, but it's still it's not it's not like a heavy story one. A lot of it is like a lot of sight gags, a lot of just mm-hmm. just gags in general. A lot of good lines, um, but. Overall, it's just yeah. It's a, it's a good, to me. It's a good funny episode. It's not. Um, That's what I was saying. It like this whole episode. I all my notes are about lines in the episode that were just written. Like, there were a lot of visual things. Yeah. Like, and if you, you came know. in like if this was halfway through the first season, mm-hmm. I don't think your reaction would have been the same because it did take a while for everything to kind of get up and running. Right. To I get as cohesive, that. yeah, especially comedy uh, wise. It. it I, you guys have addressed this in one of the shows that I listened to of the Slurmcast. You were saying like. We haven't quite gotten to those really sweet yeah, spot of like yeah, the really yeah. good ones, yeah. you know. And I was hoping this one was a good one. It felt like it, like you know, they'd hit their stride somehow. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Be- yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely before. On this. the uh, uh, mom's remote, where she ends up changing like the. Oh yeah, I forgot robots. to pause it and look at the buttons. Did I you got write them down. Yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, I wrote them down. They're it's, pretty good. Uh, uh, give gifts was the top one, and then tidy up the world, the rebel. And then serve man regular uh-huh. and serve man ironic. Uh, <laughs> really um, good. And all of this despite the fact that those jerkwad robots make her sick to her ass. <laughs> <laughs> she was, I mean, I have to, she made me laugh several times. The things she was yelling like, cram it, ape. Yeah. Like, were, um, and she just slapped anybody who's nearby like yeah. for no reason. The, the children get like, abused amazing. pretty, yeah. pretty I mean, it's well. It's just really That's like gives Trace it some McDaily, energy. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, gives, it gives the whole thing some energy, you know, like... If you're so inclined, you should go back and watch A Fishful of Dollars. Okay. Because that's, that's Mom's introduction, and it's it's got a lot of good I, stuff in that, too. I paused it. Uh, you paused it on their own. I paused it when the um, they were going past. There was a couple people holding up. Not yeah, signs. Not signs, but signs or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't, the I didn't get either of the jokes, so I uh, didn't just, write it down. The first I wrote, time, it was the, the coding joke, right? It yeah, was like subroutine, like uh, do a Mother's Day thing or something like they that. They did like, another code joke like that. Uh, uh, 
in They've one of the first episodes. Several of oh, them. I don't understand any of them, but but these guys do, and they explain them to me. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't even under. I wrote them down. I copied. But you them understand off. the the, the, uh, the idea. Yeah, behind it. Like I, you know, it's completely foreign to me. So. Yeah, like the the one that I understood was repeat, uh, and then it's all in, Jesse Kasopoulos to me. Uh, <laughs> in brackets, love mom while. One is greater than zero, which means love mom as long as one is greater than zero. Like, so always love mom. You have a Boolean condition that will always evaluate to Drew, and thus the loop will run <laughs> infinitely. This is at this point in the episode. This is where the full-on robot rebellion takes place. Right. Which, if you were down at Ground Zero in front of MomCore, you'd you know you'd know that was going on, but the Planet Express crew is just hanging around in the office, and they start getting a bunch of, like, snarky replies from... Maybe they didn't realize how many things were robots. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> like... well, I mean, like, the greeting card that Bender bought... Uh, I, love, I love the greeting, greeting card. Yeah, me too. But the... So, the thing I was going to say about the coffee machine earlier is Fry goes to get a cup of coffee, and they have, like, two regular coffee pots, but then apparently it's got, like, an on-demand Keurig built in there, too, <laughs> except that the, the coffee machine was being a dick about it. And then the toaster goes ape shit, and then Hermes stapler goes ape uh, shit. Did anybody notice that Fry wanted eight spoons yes. of sugar? <laughs> yeah, 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 I picked up on that. Um, he, he drinks coffee like my wife does. It's just yeah, let's. Then the the TV uh, went haywire. I like that the suicide booth wouldn't let the guy in. Oh, the suicide booth. Is oh, so after good. the ATM took his it's card. Mine. It's mine now, buddy. Leela's uh, wrist thing. Oh yeah. And that, then it's uh, try washing your wrist sometime. Smells it. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what it's... Oh, it smells like probably if you leave a Band-Aid on for a really long time. What's what's the name of the uh, character of color who's hanging out with them? Hermes. 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 So, like, yeah. he's being collated alive. They're collating me alive. Oh, yeah, like, I didn't even is, think, notice I mean, that. That's such a good joke. Uh, yeah. a, he's, he is a... I mean, he's uh, the resident bureaucrat who is... Uh, he's a grade grade 37 now, I think, from the central bureaucracy. He got demoted, uh, then is promoted. Is 38 or 37? I think he was. I don't at think it 36. ever comes up again. again? No, whatsoever. No, really? But he was Never? originally at thirty-six. He was looking for a promotion. He no, got demoted and maybe then moved in back that up. episode that we were just talking about with Bender's whole and he just origin. He relishes oh, no, the Mexico yeah, and yeah. Okay. He just relishes being a bureaucrat. And Spectre number five. I I kind of I, I identify with him a lot more than I I oh, feel really? comfortable with because he's just he's very much like. <laughs> Order. I want okay. some order. I what what Weebelos? What is that? I was in Weebelos or whatever. Yeah, that's Boy, a Boy Scout. It's, a Boy Scout um, it's intermediate. It's between Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. Oh, okay. So I it had stands no idea for what that was. We'll be loyal. Really, Scouts. Really. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know that. It's pretty dorky. Like, it's pretty low in the food chain. Oh, yeah. I'm just a weebelo. It's like, like a tweener. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cause, cause I mean, compared to... to the Boy Scouts, who were the coolest guys in school growing up, it's uh, I did Boy Scouts <laughs> for, for two weeks, and... Um, I wasn't uh, misogynist and homophobic enough, so they kicked <laughs> me out. Uh, there was, it, at some point, um, and I, I don't know the, like, I'm, I'm, imagine I'm, like, seven or eight years old or whatever, um, I don't know what the I adult do. <laughs> adult. I I always act and 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 think like I am too. Uh, I I don't know what the adult happenings that that I, like I don't know what happened, but at some point, I wasn't allowed to go back after the first two meetings, and my mom said that the scoutmaster 
um, was a weirdo. And no, that is not. No. Uh, Your parents, every all the parents talked, and they just were like, "That record she is a weirdo." <laughs> and she had to turn and they were like, and "Yeah," like, <laughs> and they like they were like, "We don't want him a part of this," and like. They kicked you out, and then your mom was just trying to make face. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, th- th- that definitely helped. It did not save me from, from being a huge weirdo throughout well, childhood I, It might and have just been like she saw what the, the required buy-in was for kerchiefs and was like, because <laughs> my, my daughter's in Girl Scouts, and it's like... That shit gets expensive. Oh, I'm sure. You know what? It's my, a scam. You see that sash over there? You don't even want to know what that thing costs. My, then you get into the patches and the pins. One of the things I liked the best about the Planet Express Rebellion was when uh, the garbage disposal was talking to Amy. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, don't. And then you just hear the professor at the end go, moron. <laughs> like, it's just his sort of blunt retorts sometimes. Well, that like, the best. Just, was just like half a beat late after yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. And it's just, it's not like, no, don't. Whatever. It's just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and Hermes was so concerned about who would compose smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> now that all the robots were rebellion. You know, it's weird. I, uh, I felt like this episode was really short. Like I felt like I turned it on and it was off as soon, you know, like it was over as soon as I started it. But I'm like, we're, like I'm looking at my notes, and I didn't even write down that many notes. But like, there's a, a lot happens in this episode. Yeah, it's for, dense. as much as yeah. I said, there's not a lot of story. It's well plotted. Like they haven't even gotten to like even just when they have the whole uh, the, the professor going to to like the reveal and everything. Oh, well, and we even got the there. reveal. The reveal. Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, like the fact that the professor walked out on mom on Mother's Day because right. he invented QT McWhiskers. And she wanted eight feet tall with to weaponize it. Now, does QT McWhiskers come back? No, but I feel like Tom says QT McWhiskers a lot. Do you Don't you have a like lot? a cat? QT McWhiskers? That? Yeah, isn't that something you? Is that your? I Tinder feel like that's handle? something that's in your uh, uh, um, just you know bag of like names that you throw out. Yeah, for stuff. Isn't like it? when you're staying are you, at hotels, are you, are you, are you realizing automobiles? this as I'm telling you that, or is I that think so? Okay, it, it's a good episode. Like the, the well plotted, like. You know, halfway through, we find out about uh, about about Hubert, and then like there's a whole romance thing happening, and like I think you're the first person to call him that on this show. Because <laughs> I don't know any better. I like yeah. that. It 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 was kind of like it oh. humanizes him. Well, yeah, it does. And then also like um like you know I'm not uh, as much of a fan, but it's like oh maybe you're the biggest fan of all. You have this like <laughs> personal relationship with one of the main characters Hubert. that you know. Um, and like, there's this whole like, uh, you know, the wheels reinvented during the during yeah. the second oh, act. Oh, dude, that's that awful. Whole... <laughs> show us this wheel. Show us this the show, wheel. Show us this the wheel. <laughs> Shouldn't it be there round? A... Shut up! It's my design. <laughs> there was a gag in there that I didn't get, and I was wondering if anybody else got it, which was Ruth Gordon had when he's trying to think what it yes. is. Okay, I was going to ask Ruth about Gordon that too. Had one like from Harold and Maude. Like, yeah, what is the reference? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's a. The, the actor from Harold and Maude? Yeah, that, no, that's Bud Court. She was she was Maude. Yeah. Um, and I mean she was I mean she was in a million things. And she's in Rose, Rosemary's Baby too. Yes. I mean wait, she wait, I, I, but, I but she that. was, was just the an joke Ruth had one. Yeah, that was that's the, the wheel. Line. Oh. That's the line. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what it's called and um, Man, that's got to be I, that was I bet you some writer had to fight for that joke. Like <laughs> it was probably yeah. six other people in the room like no one's going to get that joke. No one's going to yeah. get that reference. Like no, no, no. There will be like, and look, 100% of the four people <laughs> in this room didn't, but like somebody out there 
that's got to be the funniest thing they've ever seen on Futurama. Was I can't believe I they mean, made that Ruth Gordon I wheel joke. I think it could have been, unless there's a specific Ruth Gordon. There's got to be reference. There's got to be, or but, unless it was a super random like. Uh, yeah, because it could have been like Hume Cronin had yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's or, the joke because everybody has a car. Or Don Knotts. Everybody Nuts, has wheels. Or whatever. Maybe that's the joke. It yeah. could be anybody. So like, if anybody out there gets it, let us know. Oh, Tom's Tom's pulling up videos. Those are rims. We're 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 googling the word wheel. I'm getting wheel. there. I'm getting I, there. I can't remember if if it's a movie. Uh, Wheels one, starring Butch Martin and Ruth Gordon. There oh, you go. All right. Okay. That's a. Is that the trailer or is that a commercial, Tom? No. When Tom watches a commercial, it's a Tomercial. Is that my joke? Thank you, Tony. Oh, she was in a Subaru commercial. <laughs> a Subaru commercial? This is not referencing the Subaru commercial. There's no way. I so last episode. Um, there she is. Oh, in a where, picture. Wait, where? Hold on. Married to a wheel. Oh my god. Last episode, That's what when we the were Democrats talking about um, jetpacks and how, like, when they went to the restaurant, people came yeah. in on jetpacks and they valet parked. On this one, you had. People coming out of the, the tubes mm-hmm. and other people getting out of taxis. Are the tubes supposed to equate to the subway? The tubes was an old old sci-fi. Oh, okay. I see. Tom's showing us a picture of uh, okay. this commercial. She's, in a, a, a she's advertising commercial. a it's Subaru it? Brat. Yes. <laughs> she had right. wheels. That's <laughs> really called the Subaru Brat. That's yeah. Few the things Subaru in this brat? world. It, it, B-R-A-T? It was, it was a... Uh, Sort of miniature El Camino, but it had like jump seats yeah. in the bed. You're aware of this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen to the uh, advertisement. Few things in the world are built like Ruth Gordon <laughs> and the new Subaru Brat. She was old. That's what, the joke. Yeah. Right? What <laughs> other bodies combine so impressive features? Like Ruth, the Brat is tough and it has a personality all of its own. Besides all the styling, the Brat offers outdoor bucket seats. And the Halo Twin roof. So Ruth Gordon also offers outdoor bucket seats and a Halo <laughs> Twin roof. I like it. With, with most importantly, Ruth and the Brad are built to last. So if you're the <laughs> if you're the kind of person who appreciates quality and workmanships, look into Ruth Gordon and the new Subaru Brad, each sold separately. I uh, you Not know bad. with a name <laughs> like with the name for a car like Brad. I, I would have thought they would have gone a different direction of having like you know some like young whoever the bratty star was at the time <laughs> yeah. like if it would have been uh, if that car would have come out in the nineties it would have been um, who was um, the girl from nine hundred two one zero Shannon Doherty Shannon Doherty I was or, just like, gonna say wow, Ruth Brad weird <laughs> well I guess I, yeah. uh, I just I just uh, googled Subaru Brat for sale <laughs> and they're they are out there apparently. What's 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 the, what are they running? Well, the, fir- the first l- okay. Here's here's the spread. The first one that comes up is twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, the next one that has a regular headline is six hundred dollars. So somewhere between there. That's the range. I mean, if if there's anything we should really mourn about the death of print journalism, <laughs> it's the fact that copywriting ads like that is basically going the way of the dinosaur. Yeah, we moved around a lot. My dad worked for Subaru. I was a Subaru brat. <laughs> He'd strap me into the seats nice. in the back and get get off road. I mean, they were, I, you know how like you know back in the the day. You you have to remember this. It might be just a little bit before you guys time, but when you had the big ass 
station wagons. We had one. There would be the seats in the bed in the back that would like fold up so yeah, that you could you sit in the back seat backwards. and stare <laughs> at the cars behind you, which sounds like a bad idea in any sort of rear yeah. end collision. But we would take like 14 hour drives on this to go on vacation. Like that That's thing. That's how you fit most people in a car. Like, and then everyone like had to draw straws or try to get <laughs> not in that back. No, seat. you wanted to be in it because you could sit back there and like make faces at people you and like kind of the give them the finger up. Uh, the I'd get car sick. Really? <laughs> Even yeah. when you were like eight? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I always get car sick. Are you sick. a car sick guy? Yeah. Huh. If I concentrate anything but like looking at the horizon, like out front or just like the dashboard, then I. Oh, get if I car read sick. in a car and I've, you know, taken many a long trip, do that. I cannot. I got maybe about a page in me, and then I just start getting. I don't have. I don't get um, any other kind of. Uh, a not like a, that's your brain rejecting like, the knowledge, Rick. That's well, not, you know what? <laughs> to be fair, that happens to me when I'm anywhere else too in reading. Yeah. But you know, you get to about word three fifty. You're like, <laughs> fuck! Oh, the shit, words come in and go out just as fast as the car's <laughs> going. <laughs> Um, There's a goo that's coming out of my ear for some reason. <laughs> so they, your nose they, starts bleeding. <laughs> they establish that mom was in love with this man. Now that what, what I was trying to figure out, and maybe this gets brought up later, is who are Igner and Walter, and what's the the third one? Who's it they don't even. I mean, I I don't even think they name him in this episode. They just say they say they Walt. Set they all say the, they set him in the. They set him in, in Fishful of Dollars, yeah, but that um, was like. Three months ago that we talked about that episode. We I did have no this, idea. and then on that episode, we had the, the same thing, and then whoever was on it was like, so-and-so, or whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, so who is their father? Okay, well, Tom's not giving me the across-the-table... Um, uh, go ahead and say what you need to say. Well, what I'm going to oh, I was going to look at you, and then we were going to go, oh, do we, like, address this? Is it this, comes up later. Okay, is this and, like, spoiler it's spoiler for later Yeah, on. and it's... Right. Um, but it's not the professor. Uh, Igner, Do we talk about Igner this? is the professor and mom's son. Okay, yeah. So they had a, they had another Walt. Walt. Yeah, he's yeah he's the he's super but, stupid. Right. But uh, I don't I don't know if you're aware of this from the episode you've seen. But um, Fry is, uh, uh he's the professor's great 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 grandfather whatever. So it's this weird uncle uncle. So it's just this thing of like like Fry's an idiot. This kid is an idiot. But for some reason, you know, the professor nice. turned out the way he did. So, you know, it actually, it's a, it, 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 if it wasn't for Fry being as stupid as he is, it kind of, you know. Well, would that make nice. Kubert Igner's brother or Walt's brother? He's a clone. He's, he's a clone. He's not related he's, at all. Well, he called, he called the professor father. Well, yeah, just out of, you know, title. Admiration. I mean, just, and yeah. I think that's an area of, uh, you know, genetic law that's going to need to get hashed out if it hasn't been. Oh yeah, when we get there, I don't know. And well, but you know what though? What's our title is part of genetic law? I mean, the title would be like it's less. It's less about title origin. It's less about title and more about transference of property in death and who has rights to what. Oh yeah, but that'll come up too. Like who you know would would your clone be included in that? I mean, I would think he or she would be should be. You know, should that, they? We'll, are they we'll let just, them are they that just out. basically your genetic scraps? My favorite line in this entire episode is from Zoidberg, where they're all like, after the uh, robots rebel and everything, and Fry's, the darkness. No, Fry's trying to open the can of quantum leak suit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I didn't notice that. that was, that's great. Zoidberg cuts it open and he's like, I'm helpful. I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> Defend the fire! <laughs> <laughs> that's 
I mean, they just collapsed into complete caveman times, like, immediately. Yeah. It was, like, less than a day when everything just shut down. And really, I mean, that my, my wife um, really <coughs> likes playing no, no, pelvic pinnacle. <laughs> I, I, not as much as I'd wish she did. The um, <laughs> She's really got, like, sort of a bent on trying to turn us into doomsday preppers. <laughs> So like she's like we need to buy a bunch of water. Oh, and store why? It down in the Did something place. happen in the last? This is month? this is that before a... all that. That's okay. just that's just so ramped it you, up. Are you working on your bug out bag? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that like your malaria net or it's just like a, a little <laughs> a little briefcase with like the things that you would? Yeah. If, if like everything's on oh, fire. Oh, like a would, bag if you're bugging out. Oh, yeah. You yeah. needed to bug out. Yep. I, I thought you meant like the a, entire a bag you put over yourself to no, keep no. bugs out. First through fourth seasons of Futurama in that bag. That's all I need. In a, in a even can a of quantum leak player. My favorite little like factoid about like survivalist communities like on the internet yeah. is that they use the phrase the end of the world as we know it so often that they've got an acronym which is Tiot Walkie. Like you can work it out. <laughs> like so if you're if you're on those forums, like that like nine letter like chunk just is like everywhere. Everywhere. It's, is like, that in because they they don't care what is causing it. They just want to worry about what happens after, right? Can so we use yeah. that anagram to refer to the REM song? Now yeah, too? probably. To we what probably REM have song? to pay it's nine the end of the world as we know it. Don't, don't we have that the queued REM up? Can we, can we play what? it? Like, I, uh, what anagram? The, what he just we said. We got to talk to the Harry so The end of the world first. as we know it, right? Which he just said that they have an anagram for it because it's. They don't so want to type it out every time, you know? Oh, okay. I Okay. What's well, hard to type when you've got like a gas mask on and you're you're fondling two rifles and you just you got like your pinkies but the barrels can clack into each other. It gets really um I mean like, you know that loot crate look, thing where you get the like the nerd stuff in a box or whatever yes. you get a couple um holy shit a couple sweet. guys at work Hang told on. me that there's No, a, wait, stop. I Is oh. that a real thing already? Yes. Where you could just have the stuff sent to you every month? There's a company that like does custom like uh, monthly packages of like Shit. nerdy nerdy Was stuff. That no, 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 not not of not of loot crate. I'm I mean like prep crate. Yeah, where every it's month already an idea. Like, is what I'm getting to is some guys at work told me that, or at least one of them uh, is uh, subscribed to one of those. And he where you get like cool MREs yeah, and, and bottle like water bag and, and iodine and pills and, and uh, cool multi-tool thing. It, d- and it like depends where, on wait, the... Uh, who is it? So when the shit goes down, we know to go rob his house first. Uh, my friend Ryan Smith. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is the most generic name ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even his real name. That's a name they sent him <laughs> from Prep Crate. <laughs> Here's your new passport. There's something deeply contradictory about a monthly service based on the end of the world. That you have to use your your you know internet enabled <laughs> phone. It depends to sign on the threat car. level and the credit cards being like zapped of it monthly. Like you, know. <laughs> you have to you have to carry your pigeon gold coins to a, a central location in Pueblo, exactly. Colorado, and then they they ship it back out via the rail. That's uh, damn it. That would have been a great. I mean, it probably is a great business plan because if you can. If you can tap into that paranoia, which right. is, to be fair, probably more sane now than it ever has yeah, been at any true. point in history. But maybe we could just create a competing one where where we combine Loot Crate and Prep Supplies because novelty will become like the new currency. I mean, you'll have... Each month you get one cyanide pill. Well, well, <laughs> well so so you have... You have the items that you need for survival, but pretty much those are all consumables. Yeah. 
So aside from the consumables, all you need is you duct tape like, and a knife. What if it was just like little removable tattoos or something fun like that? <laughs> you know, like a cracker and, jack and thing. like something from Star Wars. There's got to be something from Star Wars in yeah. there somewhere. Like, just an idea. We'll we'll sit on that. Figurine. You get a Jar Jar Binks doll <laughs> <laughs> every month. The same Jar Jar Binks just to put to put a uh, time stamp on this. Rogue One came out this week. I didn't see it. Did you guys see it? Nah, no. no. Not gonna. I want to go. In, okay. Now we don't have to because nobody saw it. Is what? it Blue Apron that like sends the, you the a meal every day? Yeah, How about yeah. like that after the end of the world as we know it? Like you're getting like a, a, a gourmet meal. I just that signed up come from? for that, actually. Thursday, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting really? my first week of meals. You'll have to tell us how it is. The Mom's three sons, Igner, Walter, and this other one whose name we can't remember. Um, um, Barry. They, why are they just interested in getting her back together with the professor to make her happy and stop the end of the world? Like, Larry. What? Is it oh, Larry? Yeah. Larry. Okay. Larry. So is it, is it, they, they're just like, oh, this is dumb. That's what I said. It sounded are like they just Barry, want, but Or they just want to make her happy. Is that why yeah, they. Yeah, because they love her. Okay. Yeah. They even really do. They're though, super devoted sons. Even like though they, she's like totally abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. They, yeah. And they traumatize Igner so much in this episode. That was one of the funniest parts of, uh, like, it was, there's a lot of stuff in this episode that I didn't remember. I know I've seen this, this a lot. There, most of the time when we, when we do one of these and I watch it for that, for that week, it's, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what's coming next, this joke, I know this ends, whatever. Still funny, but, you know, not, like, seeing it for, like, the umpteenth time or whatever. But um, this one, I forgot a lot of this episode. It was kind of nice to, uh, it, it you know it was like it was like seeing it for like the fifth time instead of the twentieth <laughs> time, and uh, that whole the, uh, him wearing the bra there was t- I I, it's, I don't know if it's, I it's a bra, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but when he, I I don't remember any of the lines when like he's wearing it and they say one thing and he's like and they say another thing later at the end of the scene well there's like, I, oh. and I'm I'm looking at my notes and I don't know if it's the right thing or if it's been auto corrected. Uh, but he's like, <laughs> if the glasses man touches mommy, <laughs> uh, that and then like every other, yeah, anytime they, you know, anything with um, where Marisol Marsh's character would would say something about what they need to do, what the scheme is, and mm-hmm. then they would, the other two brothers would get one or really the other uncomfortable. would get uncomfortable about it, you know, yeah. Um, uh, when he gets to the to the cabin, um. <clears throat> Well, after after the thought of touching that leathery hide makes the tapioca <laughs> rise in his gullet, uh, just just because I wrote it down. It, uh, what? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. There's some line about like, oh, there's just two elephant skins on the ground. Oh <laughs> my god! Like, but even uh, before that, he's he's like, oh, so many hooks. <laughs> <laughs> the first <laughs> ones somehow hook Good, back onto solid it. Solid joke. So uh, we're gonna play a game. I brought this bra that Horgy's going to put on, and then we all have to try to take it <laughs> it's, off. It's a bra. <laughs> Joke's on you, already wearing one. Um, I, one and of my Velcro's from in front. <laughs> what, one of my notes, I just wrote down gross. Did anybody else think that uh, mom looked like no. Aeon Flux? <laughs> I wrote who? <laughs> I wrote gross old people cartoon sex. <laughs> what, did we, we skipped over one part. There was just a quick little line before they they headed out where Leela goes, Leela bring fire? <laughs> oh, I missed that. Oh, the non-computerized like computerized map. We, oh, yeah. We've got fire covered. In, in the rust- oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. Is it the rustic region of the Bronx or something like yeah. the, the Outer Lands? Uh, I also, when, uh, when they got to the cabin, uh, when they gave, uh, you know, it was one of the sons, they know what their mom's favorite flowers, gave them to, 
to um uh the professor to uh, daffodils or whatever it was yeah, yeah. and um and she's like, oh, you remember my favorite flower. You what? Favorite <laughs> Why does my foot hurt? As he, after she had been slamming his foot in the... Those, like, Good senile uh, professor moments, like, they're uh, my favorites. Got a six-pack of champagne and a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, land robots. <laughs> land robots. <laughs> they actually said the... Ro- er, and earlier, there was, there was a scene during all the carnage where there's two, like, police guys... Attacking a giant robot with rakes. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I just, that was that was the like perfect like oh, because you know you, when you find out like the coffee machine and a, a, a card is a robot and everything, it's like well obviously their weapons are and all they have is the rakes like the you know they're just kind of not they're not even really hitting them they're kind of scraping them a little bit. Yeah. I it, okay. So oh, you uh, and your oh, atomic monsters and the the one sign that the the robots are holding up says you can't hug. A child with human arms. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> I okay. I do have a point of contention with the uh, the jokes here. The reason Bender revolts from the uh, resistance is that the greeting card says there will be no liquor mm-hmm. in the New Republic, but it's been established for several episodes, and the key point of some episodes where the alcohol is necessary to him to actually operate correctly. Yeah, but they could make no, synthetic... No, but you watched the episode where he got religious and only had mineral oil instead of alcohol. Oil works just as well, if not more efficiently, but he, he enjoys the alcohol How can more. that be possible chemically? I, I, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I'm definitely not the... I, yeah. It's year 3000. They probably discovered other molecules that are even closer together. Then how come the anchovy oil was such a big deal. See, it's, it, a, it's a rabbit hole, guys. That's all I'm saying. To, is to be clear, like, I don't even understand the question. Like, uh, as far as what the problem is, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, this chemical, that chemical, who cares? They're robots. It's the same reason Wally Coyote can run across a cliff until he looks down, and then he falls. The soda machine was going to kill everybody. Who cares what they, <laughs> kind of oil or, or alcohol Free sodas for everyone. <laughs> kill all humans. Free soda for all humans. Oh, fuck. What did he say uh, earlier? He was going to, he, he came in, he had a threatening line or whatever, and he would, when they were going up to the cabin, and he, oh, my God, I can't remember what it was. He, did I write it down? I sure didn't. Good job. Dust cakes. <laughs> I wrote that down. Hot, hot dry, hot, dry sex. sex. <laughs> I got that one too. <laughs> and then so and then it all it all the, the whole charade falls apart. The professor is now kind of despondent after mother rejects him after finding out, you know, this is not this wasn't true love. You were just trying to scheme me to make the robot stop. And and they do. They get a hold of yeah. the uh uh the remote control, and they stop the robot rebellion. So, you know, problem solved. But the, the part that was really wonderful was after she she rebuffs the professor, his walk of shame out of the room. Long, like that, very that long. That long, <laughs> slow, flat-footed slap <laughs> of his feet on the floor, and he's just got that. That was a great sight gag. They use a lot of um, uh, cartoon nudity for humor in a lot of these, and especially uh-huh. when it's the professor, just because he, well, this one with he, both He of doesn't have the 20, 20, well, really the 21st out <laughs> century's outdated standards of modesty. Right. You know, like, a, like a, there's a Christmas episode a few back where the professor and Hermes are sitting around naked playing Like the whole chess. episode, yeah. just like. <laughs> and they actually, they closed the episode with the professor doing like a full uh, Buffalo Bill d- reveal. Nice. I, I, and I like, you know, it was kind of a quick... 
uh, rushed to the end, but the way the professor makes good on his promise to create shouting albino gorillas. <laughs> yes. To proclaim nice his love for like, mom. From the rooftop. Him, yeah. him saying it, I, you know, was, was funny. Seeing them at the end was just like, I mean, that's... And not know. just one or two. Like, it was a, it was a whole infestation yeah, of them, yeah. too. Just, Rah! And I felt, Mom! I felt really bad for them because they just kept getting yeah, shocked was, in the head. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you would think he'd have that down. I mean, he had the hat for uh, Gunter way back when, which maybe he just forgot. He forgets about his inventions here and there. He's mostly obsessed with uh, creating atomic men, as he pointed out in this episode. I already also. said that. We were all talking at once, but I did say that. I know. Uh, what is an atomic man? You'll find out. Yeah, he it, it comes back. He uh he makes a he makes a basketball team of atomic it's men. It's my favorite episode. Is it like wow. um, it's it's they they do a, a radioactive man. They do a, a a a just a no. They do a time episode um where there's an equation that one or more of the writers I don't I don't know how math works but invented <laughs> and like cuz there's a bunch of brainiac uh multiple degree having writers on this show. And um, yeah, it's it's it, it's Tom's favorite episode. It's definitely one of my favorites too. It's uh, what do you know the name of that episode offhand? Time keeps on slipping. Yeah, so that one's coming it has out. the Harlem Globetrotters. Coming, if you're listening to this Futurama a, uh, podcast and you get a chance, check out that episode of Futurama. Who has uh, the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters are actually like a race of people from a different <laughs> planet, <laughs> and they come down to challenge Earth to a basketball game, and. Uh, the professor invents all his atomic men to to uh to compete play with them. A, yeah against them but the way he does it messes everything up so not a surprise uh the only note that um i didn't get to mention that i wrote was uh, uh morvo's uh, vermin of the week <laughs> i wrote that too yeah. any any morvo and, you know. and it was like kids like yeah. kids yeah. at a and school the, woman, the, the woman's next line is in actual news oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and that was another good, like, the, the making fun of the evening yeah, news. Like, uh, totally. here's the, the fluff piece, and then here's, you know. Uh, speaking of fluff pieces, uh, <laughs> um, you write for uh, the opposite of that, uh, for Dangerous Minds. <laughs> I do. Which, um, uh, as, as I understand it without any research, is a, Michelle a Pfeiffer web, web magazine <laughs> donated to the 1995. It's uh, a Michelle Pfeiffer movie, please. <laughs> uh, Michelle Pfeiffer um, movie where she teaches... Um, students who apparently have never heard music before and don't know what uh hey, look how to well, look. I mean, somebody to be, has to do it. To be fair, <laughs> they were ethnic, so you know that's they didn't have was, a privileged upbringing. No, but I um that D dangerous mind comes up a lot. Um, at, at least my friends repost it a lot, so I usually read like especially if there's a title that's interesting or whatever. Um, and I know before I met you, I met you at Pete's. Um, was it your birthday? What the hell were we? We were at a party Brandy's last summer. Brandy's, Brandy's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Pete's um, Briss. <laughs> and uh, it was a d joint occasion, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and found that out there. And uh, I was like, "Oh, cool! I read that. I've probably read a bunch of stuff that uh, they've written." Have. Uh, today I went through like whatever the most recent ones were, and I saw the um, the Dune coloring book one. Yep, yep uh, which was, was cool. I didn't know about that. Uh, if you get a chance, so the, the, the last one I saw was the Iggy Pop video from 1993, right? Which was, that, was which was the, awesome. The East Village, yep. yeah. The, just, the tour. Uh, he stuff. is the what? It was this. Dutch docu like a like a Dutch MTV interview segment with Iggy Pop in mm -hmm. like ninety two or ninety three. It was when Brick by Brick came out because it kept flashing back to that stuff. And he's just giving a tour of his neighborhood in New York, but he's just he's he's walking he's around. He's just I, he's yeah. he is just he's the most charming. 
He and even is, more man. so I mean, now. Really, like, even yeah, when he's he saying is. how much he hates cops at the end, he's like, I just hate cops. Like, he just, he's yeah, talking yeah. about Ice T's cop killer. Like, he's great. Or like when he's he's in the, um, they go into this bodega or it's a bakery or something. He's like ordering in kind of sheepish Spanish. And he's like, oh, hey, man, did you bring your, uh, do you have your wallet? I don't have any money. <laughs> I never, so I never leave the house with my wallet, man. Has to pay. And the thing is, like, he is still totally charming. And it's, it's great because he, he went from, you know, punk avant-garde to like obscurity to like kind of you know somewhat commercial success uh to like uh, uh like a commercial adoration to kind of going back to where you know all right if you weren't of the age range that caught that moment when he you know or a fan of like you know he's, that he era has of punk been whatever. a cult I mean, figure he's gone through kind of all the different i, I and joke he's still about just this like, in the 90s he could al- easily be a douchebag and he's not in he's, the 90s his albums were out of print yeah, right? and yeah. then Napster happened, and the internet happened, and like people began and to train remember spotting stuff. Happened. Train spotting happened because so he, my joke is yeah. he went from that to you could put him on a postage stamp, right? He, yeah. he's, he's he's everybody's acknowledged like favorite punk uncle, like everybody loves. Yeah, him, you know, and, like, and he he, uh, he won. He I was think, uh, 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 he was he was the dad on. Uh, he was known what as was that dad, Nickelodeon show. He that, was uh, known as Mecklenburg's dad on the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Wow. Was it Pete and Pete? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it was Harriet the Spy, but it was Which, the And that, that was actually in the same time period as that video that you Maybe. posted. Yep. Wasn't he like Michelle Trachtenberg's? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, Nona Mecklenburg. That was, was her character's, character's name? name? Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a... I, I have no doubt that probably between 1967 and about 1976, he was one of the biggest assholes on the planet. <laughs> but... Yeah, probably. But he's There's, he's also. He I mean, like he's, drift, he's like a drifter. I don't know. Yeah, if he's yeah I mean, he's just he's like a certainly nutty charismatic. Guy. But it, and, and if you look at his his oeuvre, it's like for for every amazing record, and there's a there's a solid dozen of them. Yeah, there are like three to four stinkers. Like just unlistenable mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. but the ones that are good are so good. It's like, yeah, let him throw you know spaghetti what three at the wall or four after X amount of decades for some of my favorite artists that have been. around No, it's like for three, three and four, four per decade, but each decade has like oh, two that are but, like super good. But okay, so even that ratio, uh, any of my favorite artists that have been around for more than one or two decades that have done you know three, four, five, six, what? Uh, it's amazing. When they have more than two good records, yeah. it's like wow, yeah. and, you know. And, and this he, is all going to get cut out, I'm sure. But <laughs> uh, but like. It, it he's I finally <laughs> you just yeah Tom's like, just like gestured what, toward, huh? towards what? Tom like he was like some kind of cutout villain or some kind of like <laughs> editing like yeah he's, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure the man is going to he wrote down like out. he wrote Tom down an hour fourteen he's like this is where it stops <laughs> um, we're talking about uh, <laughs> Tom is is scratching out Iggy was Pop Iggy on like a poster uh, first of all we're talking about the Tom Wilson cartoon Ziggy. Because <laughs> if it is, that's a fact, none of this is getting cut out. Um, right. I, but I got to see him last year, finally. That's and awesome. He's, I, I mean, he's had. like 70. Wow. And was like, that just his tour? Was that the... It was the one the with, with, with the Josh Homme and the Queens of Sin. It was amazing. I, they were on uh, Nerdist last year or, or a few yeah. months ago or whatever. Josh Homme and Iggy Pop. It was a really good episode. Of it, it was, Iggy Pop tells some good good stories of... But you know, even, even like, I mean, he is just so charming... And energetic, like he's as he's old very, as my mom. He's very genuine, you know. He yeah. doesn't have any airs, you know. And by the way, if you should, you should watch the uh, Jim Jarmusch documentary about these Stooges, which is really good. Oh, yeah, there's I, a Jim Jarmusch documentary about it these just came out. Like, out. Oh really? Ago. Yeah. Huh. Um, I can't is wait it, to see good it. Good stuff. Is it? Is it super low key? It is because <laughs> if it's not, 
You I know? think, but I think the entrance to this it's rabbit not hole. It's the way you mean. It's, yeah, it's actually kind of weirdly like comical, and like there's animated bits, and you wouldn't necessarily guess it was Jarmusch who made it, but like he did. It's good. It's uh, the the entryway to that rabbit hole was the fact that you <laughs> you write for Dangerous That's Minds. Correct. Do you have any other creative pursuits? First of all, can, first of uh, all, uh, Dangerous Minds. Uh, what is that for people that don't even um, know what that it's is? It's a website um, that a guy named Richard Metzger founded a few years ago, and it's basically just a daily like compendium of like crazy shit from the internet and from like rock history and like countercultural stuff and drugs and stuff like that. So we're, we're basically like, you know, the, the the model was like Night Flight, the USA TV series from like the eighties, where it was yeah. like you turn it on, you don't know what the hell you're gonna get. But it's gonna be something pretty cool. And there's like the guy who posts that. a lot of weird porn stuff. Yeah. And then there'll be like a thing about the runaways. Right. And then, you know, a, a weird Jerry Lewis interview. Sex, or drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. That's, that's our credo. And like countercultural and stuff. And at like, least one Tom Waits article a month. Guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> We have, the, the, you know, Nick Cave. We, uh, yeah, a year ago, <laughs> or Nick a Cave. A year ago, we were getting abused. Like, another Nick Cave on <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a pretty fun job. It's, like, my job to scour the internet and, like, find crazy shit to bring you. So, Are there any other creative pursuits that you're up to that, that um, people can look up on you? I edit books is my main job. So, like, uh, I work for publishers doing that. And the uh, a while ago, I had a blog about uh, movies from the Do 70s. Do you take out all the sex scenes in the book? Do you make sure that you edit all those out? <laughs> or yeah. do you get to spice them up? Uh, you have to punch up all the sex scenes <laughs> in the books. Actually, it's funny because I've never, I've never like uh, edited a book that had a sex scene, but I just got offered like a a novel that's some kind of weird Victorian sex pulp or something oh. erotica. <laughs> awesome! Everything's coming up, Martin. <laughs> so. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a, a blog about movies, but it, it was called Box Office Bafo. But it was sort of uh, I, it ran for a couple of years. But unlike you guys, I'm not good at audience generation. I'm good at content generation. Oh, we're not, not either. <laughs> we're we're not even good at audience. So it was just it was just movies from the '70s. Yeah, like was, any movie. Like was there no specific th- genre? There like? was a, there was actually a logic to it. It was number one movies, like movies that had hit number one in order. Like so, 1970, like going through January, February, like oh, oh wow. Each, so each, whatever each had week? been. Um, it's complicated. Because like The Godfather was like uh, number, number one, one for, for like yeah. three oh, months okay. in a row, All so right. every year you could come up with a list, oh. and then like I would watch them and write a thing about it. Oh, so cool. like us, you had like planned obsolescence. Exactly. <laughs> like this, exactly. This is this this concept now, is going to run is it, out. It's still up, right? You can it go is check up, it out. It is. It's called Box Office Bafo. It's a WordPress blog. It's up there somewhere. B O F F O. Yep. Okay. Yep. Dot com. Dot net. Dot edu. Dot ru. WordPress something. You, you, it's, it's out there. You can it's find all, it. I think it's WordPress dot whatever, or the name dot WordPress yeah. or whatever. Word, it's like, yeah, boxofficebuffo.wordpress.com, I think it is. Okay. But uh, I might have, I don't know if I bought the URL, but the, um, I might, so that sort of ran out of gas. I did it for a couple of years, and I did like 80 reviews over some years, and then I stopped, and I was thinking of reviving it and, and doing a similar concept for the 1980s. Oh, yeah, you should. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that Stranger Things has rejuvenated everybody's interest in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So. If so you, like, I mean, even if, if like, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I know what I'm like, uh, I, uh, championing you for this, but like, I'm just excited <laughs> about stuff like that. So like, yeah, yeah you totally should. I mean, because well, I, I mean, wouldn't read it. That's neat. Like, yeah, theoretically, you, know. you could. Well, there is a column in the Onion that sort of aligns with that. It's not G, uh, specific to a time period, but they have the weird number one. That's right. Column. That's right. But I was gonna say you could you could expand it into because the '80s there was a lot of cocaine going on and there's a lot yes. of uh, people were making a lot of content. Yes. 
And you could do like number one movies, you could do number one books, you could do number one music, you could do oh, number one tricky. TV show. Interesting idea. Just, you know, so then, I mean, because it would at least give you more options for content. Very true. And you could talk about the Cosby show and how it's <laughs> been sullied. I think, I mean, the, the thing I want to really look at is like, uh, the number one thing was too constricting, actually. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that happens is that over time, like, there were, I mentioned that The Godfather was like number one for months or whatever. Over time, that that kept getting shorter. So like every year would have more and more number ones. Yeah. So it was a project I could never ever finish. Basically, it was like we're talking about thousands of movies. Oh. Um, but so with with the 1980s project, I think my idea would be like just uh, choose 150 movies that represent uh, the 80s as we think of them. I mean, I'm talking camp. now in public about a project that doesn't exist, right? That so you're might copywriting exist. it. So, this yeah. is if somebody this steals is, your ID and exactly. goes, it's documented yeah. I mean, here. Plenty of people do it, but yeah. So I mean, it, 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 there are like uh, there are lots of blogs, but lots of movies, and like so. This one would just be mine. Nobody can take my you know the actual writing I would do. So like, no, you just, your job it. is to just do it better. Exactly. We we goal. we try and do it worse than everybody else. <laughs> I spend, I, uh, I spend sixteen hours a week writing the script for this podcast, <laughs> and <laughs> no one can perform it very well. <laughs> All of the, every coffee. Uh, well, uh, kind of in that same vein, uh, before when I said you look at Tom like he was some kind of like uh, editing villain or something, uh, I wrote down some possible names for his villain character. Uh, Ed Edicles, um, the, the Cut King, and of course, Citizen Snips. Which is, that's, a, that's a Futurama. Uh, uh, okay, okay. That's beautiful. Um. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming. Especially, Thanks. I mean, like... Just, just so you know, listeners, um, Martin pulled through on this with maybe about six hours of preparation. So it, it's greatly appreciated, and it's been a blast having it's you on. Great being yeah, here. Yeah, thanks, thanks, sir. This was a great episode. Thanks great for having me. Thanks for on. having me. Maybe I'll come back. There was a, something was mentioned. So like, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it, there's, there's, there's only me. one. There's oh, only like one person back. that's banned. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. Is it me? No, 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 no. <laughs> Donald no. Trump. We, there's, there's, o there's only one person that we, we can't have back on. Um, you can, we'll, we'll talk about it off mic. <laughs> the, um, it's because there's the legal what, thing. Was, and <laughs> was it the black guy? I mean, <laughs> is there a no, gag order? No, Are you, no, it just, did you sign a non-disclosure agreement? It was that one where you Donald Duck the entire episode <laughs> where you didn't wear pants. <laughs> That's called Winnie Pooh, but I mean, you know, it's, it depends on whether you grew up in the UK or, or the US. Uh, we can it's called Patadine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> you wore that raincoat and yeah, hat and nothing have else. A, you have to have the hat on. The galoshes. <laughs> we can be reached at slurmcastpod at gmail.com. Um, slurmcast.com can get you everywhere. Yeah, uh, we're in iTunes. Please leave some reviews somewhere. Yes, reviews, please. It and, really and don't forget to order uh, Blue Apron. Use the um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, discount code uh, Slurmcast. Uh, yeah, your mother. <laughs> and after after that errors out, there's probably a WTF one or something you can use. And we're, we're also brought to you by uh, uh, you can uh, sh uh, sh shoe shoe. You can guns call us when you have shoes and you need. For all of your doomsday prepping needs, we can be reached by phone or, or uh, <laughs> SMS text messaging at 216-438-1077. Masochists. Uh, um, do that? Uh, and, launch a droid soon? Yeah, or and, a drone and, and, soon? You can also... <laughs> we, have a, we have a telephone number. You can also buy our, our podcast on vinyl. 
<laughs> no, and and actually, as we as uh, today, as we're recording this, we hit like a really big uh, download milestone: seventeen million. <laughs> <laughs> it, not not that many, but it's sizable, and we really really appreciate you people uh, listening and and interacting, and hopefully enjoying it, and not just using us to torture. Uh, I wish you would have just said seventeen. <laughs> we had more guests than we've had guests. So then I was like, oh, you can't bring that sheep in here anyways. <laughs>